Welcome to A Word, Daily Inspiration for Life's Journey, Plain Talk for Plain Folk. My name is Reverend James Barkley, and I want to thank you for taking the time to come and listen at our podcast today. This is part two. We are using as a title or a study subject, I've come too far to turn around. I've come too far to turn around. The text that we use is Romans 8th chapter, 28th through the 39th verses. I'm going to read the scripture again uh, for us, and then we'll pick up where we left off last time. Romans 8th chapter, 28 through 39. Pray with me as you listen, or get your Bible and read along if you can do this. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he did also predestine, predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress a persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, a sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, the hearers, and the doers of his most eternal word. I'm going to take up where we left off at a verse... Uh, 32, and we'll go forward. I want to thank you for your encouragement, your prayers. Uh, 
I've had an opportunity to, well, just make sure that I looked at my beliefs. I put the Apostle Creed out there on the Facebook. And I'm going to suggest to you, as we go through these little studies, that look at your faith confession. Look at your church's statement of faith or whatever you want to call it. Everybody has something that they use, that they recite, that they, uh, that is an encapsulation of what they believe. I want you to look at yours. Make sure that it still works for you, that it's still reflecting what you believe. For as we grow in Christ, we'll start to understand everything that we do a little better. I was telling my wife, I'm a much better 60-year-old plus man than I was a 30-year-old man. We all change. But this is what I know. I've come too far to turn around. God has bought me too far for me to turn around. I've tasted his grace and his mercy and it, I've just come too far to turn around. We, we change and we can decide uh, about our walk, but there's something that we just have to be prepared to recognize and to realize that we're going to have to defend our faith at some point. We're going to have to defend our beliefs at some point. I don't mean that we have to get into long, drawn-out arguments with other folks about what we believe, but know what you believe. Know what you believe. In verse 32, well, let's just start with verse 31 just so we can keep continuity. Verse 31 says, This then is what we shall say. God is on our side and nobody can successfully oppose us. The King James Version uh, says that what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? 33 says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that Justifieth. 34 reads, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? So nobody can declare us guilty. Christ uh, Jesus died, but God raised him to life. Now he is by God's right hand, and he is also praying on our behalf. He's making an intercession for us. And my favorite part of Scripture is verse 2035. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nothing can separate us from Christ's love. Trouble cannot. Neither can hard times. 
nor can attacks from those who oppose our faith. Hunger or lack of clothing cannot separate us from Christ's love. Danger or war cannot separate us from the love of Christ. Scripture says because of you, people are dying and killing us all day long. They consider us as sheep that they can kill. Verse 31 and 32, God did not save or rescue his son, Jesus. God's love is so great. He gave his only son to die on the cross. This was the greatest gift that people could ever receive. So God will certainly give us everything else that we need. I love my kids. I love my neighbors. I love my friends, but I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can trade one of my children for you. Can you? Can you honestly say that you would give up one of your children for me? No. So it breathes a little reality into this gift that God gave us in allowing his son to die. I know you have to use your sanctified mind to just really get the import of that, to feel the brunt of it, but when you read the scripture and you consider from the different gospels how Christ was crucified, something happens to us when we read that account. And we realize that we're still trying to make it. We hadn't got there yet. And thank God for Jesus. Paul thinks about, in verses 33 and 34, Paul thinks about a court of law. Or he kind of leans in that direction. Christians have to appear in the front of a judge and God is the judge. And he has said already that Christians are not guilty. So nobody can accuse Christians when God is on their side. Now we've got to remember that because we can get caught up in the minutiae of life, the little small things, the things that people say, the trivial, most trivial thing can trip us up. You can set off our defensive alarms and we can just get ugly with each other. Say all manner of things and we don't mean it, but we say it. And once you say it, it's out there. You have to know. Whatever your insecurities are, whatever is happening, don't let people get you caught up because you're a Christian. You're not guilty and God's on your side and people can accuse you. But we know that the Satan is the accuser. So please get out your own way and don't fall for that. We as Christians also have someone to speak on their on our behalf, just like a lawyer in the courtroom. That will be Christ. Paul uses an early form of creed. He says that Christ died. Christ rose again to life. Christ is now by God's right hand. God's right hand means the place of greatness, honor, and authority. There, Christ is speaking on our behalf, on behalf of his people. So Christians have the Holy Spirit to speak for them on earth. Romans 8 and 26 characterizes it this way. It says, likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we are. But the spirit itself 
maketh intercession. Thank God for Jesus because I don't always know what I need to pray for. I don't even, I can't even form the prayer sometimes. I've been so overcome with things in my life that I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't say anything. I could just sit and, and try to utter an intelligible prayer. So thank God that the Holy Spirit can speak on my behalf and helps me when I'm infirm. When I don't even know what to pray for. And some of you don't know what to pray for right now. You're praying for a whole lot of things, but you're not really praying for what you need or what's in the will of God. Just get caught up in a rope prayer. And we just pray it over and over and over and, you know. They also have Christ to speak for us in heaven. He speaks to God the Father. If we sin, we have someone to speak for us to the Father. Jesus, who is righteous, speaks for us. 1 John 2 and 1 says, My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Before we go into verse 5, 35, I, I feel a need to pray. Uh, let's do that right now. Let's just pray. Father God, we come. Move by the Holy Spirit to offer prayer for those that have been kind enough to stop and to share this listening experience on this podcast today. Father God, you know who they are. You know what they need. You know when and how to bless them. Master, if you will, just bow down out of the windows of heaven and give ear to our humble petitions, hear our prayer, O oh Lord, for somebody needs you right now. They need you and they absolutely cannot get along without you. So we come to give you praise and give you the glory to let you know that we thank you from the bottom of our hearts and from the center of our very existence. We thank you, God, for all that you do for us. Not only for what you have done in the past, but what we know you will do for us in the future for guiding our steps. Leading us in a path of righteousness. Taking us where you need us to go. Bless and bless now. Heal and heal now. Change and change now. Just be our ever present help in our times of trouble. And Master will be so kind, honored to give you all the praise and the glory. And we ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. See, every time now and then, saints, you, when you feel the urge to pray, just pray. You don't always know why and who, but 
prayer is always in order. Someone always needs prayer. So just be obedient to the spirit of God. Verse 35, Paul says, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. And he, he lists, it's in, it's, it's, this is important. This is interesting more than anything. He gives a list of seven troubles. People might think that such troubles could end our relationships with Christ, but Paul is sure that they cannot do so. In fact, Paul had known many of the troubles himself. 2 Corinthians 11, 23 to 27 kind of gives us a good feel of this. And it reads, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more in labors, more abundant in stripes above all measure. In prison more frequently, in death oft. Of the Jews, five times received our 40 stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. And in journeyings, often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness. Isn't that something? That's what Paul went through. Now, you can... List your own troubles. You can list your own things that you've suffered in your life and then you can draw a parallel to see as Paul is seen. That no matter what you go through, no matter how often, no matter how horrible, no matter how emotionally devastating it can be, Christ is always on your side. The word war is translated, is a translation of the word sword. Paul may mean something else, but people may kill Christians because of their faith, but even this would not separate them from God's love. Nothing separates us from the love of Christ. Not what you've been through, not what you're going to go through. Not what people say that has happened. So we have to be real clear. Verse 36, Paul reminds the readers that God's people suffer, have suffered in the past. He uses words from Psalms 44 and 22. These words describe how the people in Israel were suffering. They were suffering because they were loyal to God. They appealed to God to help them. We may suffer terrible troubles in this world, but like them, we shall overcome because of God's love for us. Nothing can separate us from Christ's love. Please, if you don't take anything away from all of this, just remember that nothing, nothing 
can separate us from the love of Christ. But in all these troubles, we shall overcome. We shall do so by means of God who loves us. I'm completely sure that nothing can separate us from God's love. Not death, nor life, nor angels or rulers can do so. Neither this present age nor the age to come, no power can separate us from the love of Christ. And when you're lonely and when you're by yourself and when you're going through and when you're trying to figure things out and when you just feel like the weight of the world's on your shoulder, just remember that nothing will separate you from the love of Christ. He knows all about us. He knows just what to do. 39 says, neither height nor depth can separate us from God's love. Nothing, however, whatever can do so. God has shown us his love by means of Jesus, our Lord. Even while we are suffering, we shall not be without hope. And that hope will not disappoint us. God is on our side. Nobody can successfully oppose us. And so we shall overcome. We're going to win a great victory. We shall win by the power of God who loves us. It's hard to see sometimes. But it's true. Paul thinks about everything that might try to separate us from God's love. But nothing to be able to do that. While we're alive, Christ is with us. If we die, we shall be nearer to Christ in heaven. So neither death nor life can separate us from God's love. Isn't that a great assurance? And in this time we live in, we need assurance. Paul thinks about the spirits. He thinks about powerful rulers and their power and authority is immense, but even they are unable to separate us from the love, God's love. In the last four years, we found out about power, wickedness in high places, but not even all of that has separated us from the love of God. In fact, it has drawn us closer to God for only God could bring us through. Only the love of Christ as he intercedes on our behalf can bring us through what we've been through. Even the powerful cannot separate us from God's love. Then Paul tried to describe things that we can hardly imagine. He refers to the entire, that entire period of history in his life. Then he referred to the future age and the new world that God will create. Paul spoke about vast measurements, deep and high, or height and depth that seem to have no end, but I guess we can say he's thinking about the distance between heaven and hell. It's a long way a big distance between heaven and between hell. It's hard for us to imagine such things. 
But Paul is confident that God's love is more powerful than anything else. There's nothing anywhere in time or space that is more powerful that will separate the father from his children. God loves us and he has shown us that love by the means of Jesus Christ. When Jesus died for us, God showed us his love. You know what the word says, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave what? His only begotten son. Let's us know that he loved us. And these are the things that have made me convinced that I've just come too far to turn around. Listen, I try to keep these about yeah, 30 minutes or so. Don't want to overwhelm you just, you know, because it's a short listen to. I want you to have an opportunity to listen and think about it. We're going to end part two today. And I want you to just remember that nothing, no relationship. We've, had, we've all had a bad relationship once upon a time. Not a job. We've all had jobs. We all have jobs. We've all worked. Not money. We all work and Sometimes we get confused and think that money is going to do it all, but money isn't enough. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Listen, this is a word, daily inspiration for life's journey. Plain talk for plain folks. My name is Reverend James Barkley, and I'm the pastor of the Damascus Road Outreach Ministry. And to my friends, my members, my loved ones, God bless you all. I'll be coming back your way uh, with the last part of this, part three. And then we'll be doing some other things soon. So pray with me. Pray for me. Pray for one another. And thank you for taking the time to spend a few moments to listen at a word, daily inspiration for life's journey. Plain talk for plain folks. See you next time.